0: I have this, uh, every once in a while I'll be talking to someone and, and uh, it happens more often than I, I probably desire. And that is that I'll, whether it's with somebody I meet who's, who's maybe new to me or somebody who I'm, I'm kind of engaged in community life or neighborhood life or, or ministry, they'll ask me the name of our church and I'll tell them, Mountainside Communion. And generally the response is kind of a pause, move on to the next thing. Um, And then inevitably the next time I'm with them and they are asking me about our church or are introducing me to someone, they'll say, for instance, this is Josh, he's a pastor at dot dot dot, right? Turn to your neighbor, what are the different things our church has been called to you over the over the years all right have you had anything close to that experience you have 30 seconds go all right let's hear some of them what what have you heard our church called holler them out fellowship monrovia (laughs) others what's that the garden church yes that's good Mountain View, that is one of the top ranking ones right there. Mountain View Community, what else? Morningside, with an O or an OU, Uh, I'm kidding, all right, what? Caleb's dad's church, all right, what else? Yeah, Gabe, the Granola Church, very good, anybody else? Mountain View, Mountainside, Morningside. I get Foothill Church. I get Mountainside Communion Church. Um, I, I get that a lot. In fact, yesterday at the housing event, it was all posted up on the PowerPoint: Mountainside Communion Church. <laughs> um, so, our our name is, is rather peculiar. So, I I I I've, we're thinking about a series this this Lent and even beyond on this 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 idea of communion. And so, I went to the, my emails from like 15 years ago. Like, how did we get this name? Where did this come from? And so I sent, I, I read through these different emails of people um, who are who are part of our church at that time, some of which are still here, and uh, kind of some of the names that were thrown around a little bit. Some of them were kind of like, Monrovia Community Church. How about that? Or Foothill Community Church? Or some other ones were like a little bit more like even crazier than our name. I think like metaphors like Jacobs Well, or like um, you know uh, some things like that, and. When, when I, I finally came upon the email after we had decided on our church name that I had sent out to everybody who was involved in getting started, they kind of described what we were hoping for with this name. And um, Mountainside, the hope was that we would take geography seriously and that the people who are gathering to be a part of our church, most of whom still are, living in cities that are near the San Gabriel Mountains, and so we wanted geography to matter to our church life together. Um, the Sermon on the Mount was a part of that um, first word in our, in our name, that we wanted a life that um, kind of pointed towards Jesus' teachings in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and then the word communion um, really got at some of our hopes for um, relationship and connection with God, but not just in a way that it was just each of us individually, but that was in a way um, that was a shared life. Together And so my, some of my email I wrote, um, we decided on the word communion because we felt that the definition of the word fit with what God has called us as a congregation to be. Its definitions are, one, an act or instance of sharing, a Christian sacrament, intimate fellowship or rapport, a body of Christians having a common faith and discipline, and I wrote, we just thought that it fit. Um, I was talking to my friend Marcos Canales, who some of you know, um, trying to get him to come preach a couple times while I'm gone on sabbatical. Um, you'll be glad to know he agreed. And um, he said, Oh, yeah, when I talk about communion, I just talk about a common union. And I thought, Oh, that's good. That's helpful. Um, and then this, this tagline that we have on there a community of followers of Christ, right? We wanted to be a community that follows Christ together, desiring to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly this desiring piece of, like, we want to be humble about this. We want to trust that God, like in Psalm 37, gives us the desires of our hearts. And if we're open to God, God would would invite that kind of life for us. And so it was fun to read that and to have the week that Sonya mentioned. I had named a bunch of the things that Sonya also mentioned, too, about this special week. We've had just a lot of things happening. we had, last Sunday, um, a great time of worship. There was soccer afterwards. There was a, uh, a, a meeting that I was sitting in, enjoying for the most part, but having a few times thought, ah, I wish I was at soccer right now. Um, <laughs> Monday, we had the adoption party. I tried to pitch to Scott that we should just do that every week, call it Mon- Monday Mo- Mooney Mondays, and just <laughs> they could throw a party for us, but uh, he wasn't too keen on that. Um, Ash Wednesday services. A um, couple things this weekend. As you know, last week Phil announced we had a get-together for Kevin and I. Um, which was just a beautiful time on Friday night. Kind of welcoming him uh, into fatherhood, almost. Um, talking to him about that. Mostly bantering and just having a lot of fun. and Making jokes and um, that kind of thing. But, but also some real meaningful time. Um, Naomi. Had a similar experience, I trust, um, the next day, the housing event yesterday. Um, there's this there's this sense that we're a communion, that that our life together is connected to God, um, and it just kind of flows. Um, even yesterday, I was, I as some of you know, I like to announce at the Little League games. And I was sitting in the announcer's booth perched up above the whole kind of opening ceremonies and just to see different mountainside families kind of scattered throughout um, was a real gift. Our series um, for the next number of months is going to be in the Gospel of John. So if you're looking for a Lenten practice, reading the Gospel of John might be one. Um, and we're, we're going to be talking about this idea of communion gathered in Christ for life with God and today I just want to work that phrase just a little bit gathered in Christ that our gathering is not just to be a great community it's not just to be good friends those are all beautiful gifts and things we celebrate Um, but we are gathered to be in Christ to remind ourselves that we are in Christ and not only that but that we find life with God through that Lent is 40 days. Um, as you may have heard, 40 is a significant number in, throughout the scriptures. Um, it's, a, it's a time of a journey. It's a time of a season. Um, Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days. And so we get to spend 40 days in the season of Lent. I want to invite us considering what does it mean to be gathered in Christ? Um, what does it mean to share life with God. Um, if you have your Bibles, you can open up. You don't have to. Um, I'm going to have it on the screen for you. But, uh, ooh, I thought I was. Did I drop the clicker somewhere? Oh, there it is. John 1 is where we're going to start today. And I um, will read that for us. And there's a few, a few metaphors I want to I invite you to just kind of let, let settle in. And those, those are this. Life and light. Life and light. Um, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was with God in the beginning. Everything came into being through the Word, and without the Word, nothing came into being. What came into being through the Word was life. And the life was the light. ...for all people. The light shines in the darkness... ...and the darkness doesn't extinguish the light. A man named John was sent from God. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light... ...so that through him everything—excuse me, everyone would believe in the light. He himself wasn't the light... ...but his mission was to testify concerning the light. The true light that shines on all people... ...was coming into the world... The light was in the world, and the world came into being through the light, but the world didn't recognize the light. The light came to his own people, and his own people didn't welcome him, but those who did welcome him, those who believed in his name, he authorized to become God's children, born not from blood, nor from human desire or passion, but born from God. The Word became flesh and made his home among us, We have seen his glory, glory like that of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Um, This phrase of um, the Word, there we go, um, is a really important phrase in um, in Greek thought, and therefore in the Scriptures. Um, It's this idea of a creative force that fills all of creation. Tertullian said, it's like the honey of a honeycomb. That in the beginning was this word. Um, Readers of John would, would right away see what kind of claim the gospel writer was trying to make about Jesus. That somehow this word that was with God in creating All things that is with God and animating all that we know and experience this word is made known in who Jesus is like the honey of a honeycomb it might be connected to the Torah for people who are Jewish Um, the Torah uh, was held high is held high And so when they read that the Word became flesh, when they read that in the beginning was the Word, they might think of the Torah or God's instructions, which are not just great ideas, but are an absolute way of life for people. And so there's this sense that as we read this and we hear that the Word was with God, that the Word moved in among us, that it's this way of life connected with Christ that we are invited into. In the beginning, that phrase at the top of John 1 is kind of like when you're saving a Word document and it like titles it for you, the first few words of, of whatever you're typing. What, what title might that be? That might be the title of Genesis, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There, John, The writer of John is getting at that. The, the, this idea of the creation of all that is is wrapped up in the story of of Jesus. Um, In Genesis we read, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. And in John, what we read is, is that in this word was life. In this word was life. 36 times John uses the word life. Uh, most, the most in any other books is like 17. So this is a big theme for John. And it's, it's life like we know. It's everything we know about life. But it's also this... Um, what he describes as the life. So it's it's distinct. It's it's everything we know about life linked, connected with the life that is God, God in Christ. Um, And it's linked also with um, kind of the way we live out that life. As we go through John, we're going to look at the I am statements a little bit later. And those are things like, I am the bread of life, right? Um, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Like, God is about life. God is about life in our world. God is about Our life. God is about your life. Um, The word came to enter in and be in this life with us. Um, This life is also the light of all people. Um, This life is the light that shines in the darkness. Um, Lent, the season of Lent, these 40 days is a time where we we are invited by the Christian calendar to look at and acknowledge the darkness in this life. Um, We're invited to pause from our positivity Pause from our denial of death. Pause from the way we try to avoid hard things. These are things we do. Some of it's for survival. Um, so it's not a shame thing. But this season, we're invited to consider the darkness around us. And there's darkness. Um, there is darkness. Uh, we were having a great time at the, the backyard gathering for Kevin. And um, again, we were kind of joking around, having all sorts of fun, giving some good advice, certainly some bad advice. Hopefully he can parse, <laughs> parse that out. Um, and uh, at the end of the night, we were talking, and it, the, the conversation started getting, like, really animated. And um, we, were, we were kind of arguing over something. And it got so loud that Ari texted me, like sounds like it's getting heated out there. And I just had to laugh because what was going on was that these like 10 guys we had done our bantering, we had done our advice and we were arguing over the nuances of affirming women in all aspects of life and leadership and pay. Um, I'm not even kidding you. This was like 10 guys from mountainside arguing over the nuances of how we affirm women better. And this all stemmed from, like, Kevin having a son and had wondered about having a daughter because he wanted to, like, really do some good work with her. And now we're saying, well, now you get to do some good work with your son. And, and I thought, oh, my goodness. What a, what a funny church. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> but it was beautiful. Um, it was beautiful that men would... Would spend a lot of time talking about what it looks like to affirm our equality as human beings. Um, Because we can see that darkness. We can see that that's not always the case, right? We just did a a book um, group that Joel led us in about how to be an anti-racist. We can see the darkness in our world that racism is real. That racism permeates our lives. Um, We can see the darkness of broken promises, broken relationships. We can see the darkness and the challenge of people not willing to make promises so that they won't break them. Um, We can see it. And Lent is a time where we're invited to just face that together. But we are invited to face these things and any others that you're thinking of right now while confessing that the light of the world has come. That the light shines in the darkness. Sometimes we think of light, at least I do when I read this, and I think of like bright, bright, bright. I think, I think the, the, Im- the, Im- the image is more like this fire on the screen. That darkness is real and needs to be acknowledged. And we do that with the hope that the light of the world has come and entered that darkness. Amen. What are you, you going to work with this Lent as you journey to Easter? Deborah invited us into some practices and we're going to enter into those here in just a few minutes. Um, But Lent is just a wonderful time, 40 days, to depending on where you're at, enter into uh, some intentional time of life with God. Um, Here's one. i got a couple suggestions. One. What? preposition, it's going to be a little heady, but, but I think it's important, do you often think of when you think of life and God? When you imagine God, I think sometimes we think about life under God, that God is almighty, amen, all-powerful, amen, and we live our life underneath this God who is almighty And all powerful. There are aspects to that. That are beautiful. I wonder. For this Lent. We kind of set that. Preposition. Aside. Sometimes we might describe our life as. Life. Over God. Meaning. Meaning. I'm over God. I'm over it. For understandable reasons. We sang a great song that that acknowledged that. For this Lent, I want to invite you to set that one aside, as real as that may be for you. Sometimes we think about life from God, like thanks God for creating me, and now I'm off, right? I'm I'm living from that reality that I was made by God, but now I'm kind of going to do my own thing. I want to invite you to let that one go for Lent. Sometimes, this one that I can find myself really imagining. We live life for God. Which can be very beautiful. But can also hold with it burdens of like performing and achieving. To make God happy in some kind of way. That probably God doesn't need me to make God happy in that way. So I wonder if we let that one go. Just for this Lent. Again, all of these have beautiful elements to them. I'm not dismissing them as as bad. But I want to invite us this season to really live into this, this reality that God has come and dwells among us. That God is with us. For 40 days, what would it be to really just intentionally live into the imagination that I'm living this life with God. You get to bring everything you are right now because God can handle it. God will celebrate it. God will encourage you in areas where you might need that. God may call you into newness in areas that you need that. Maybe our practice this these 40 days is just to every day wake up and to pray and to say, God, I'm going to live this life with you today. The gospel says that God gives us power to become children of God, um, to live life with him. Number two, another possibility. Read the gospel of John. We're going to be, we're going to be working with this story. It's all about communion with God and, and one another through Christ. Read the Gospel of John this Lent. Journey with Jesus to the cross and to the resurrection at the end of John 20. I haven't done the work for you, but you can, like, parse it out. You can, like, read a chapter a day. That'd be 20 days. So you can read it twice if you want. Um, however you want to do it, maybe that's a practice that you want to you wanna lean into as you live life with God, um, as we live life with God together. Um, there's psalms, there's Lenten psalms that are also wonderful to pray. Not to, I, wouldn't, I would suggest not studying them. You can find these online. Um, we can maybe try to get them to you. Um, I would suggest not studying them, but just praying them. And you might even pray these things and go, well, that doesn't really fit my life right now. And that's okay, because it might bring to your imagination, whose life does this fit? Who am I praying for right now as I journey through Lent doing this practice? So picking up something to read this Lent, whether it's the Gospel or Psalms or a book, I I encourage, maybe that's a practice you could do. Um, We're going to have a Good Friday service. Judith, I know you can't be here for that unless you want to fly back. (laughs) Um, But for those who can, we're going to have a Good Friday service, probably a couple of them. Um, Put that on your calendar. Uh, maybe that's something that you might really kind of lean into and, and prepare yourself for. That we would gather together and worship God and that would be something that we, we try. Or finally, um, participate in the opportunities that you hear about to practice communion with one another. Maybe it's 40 days where you're like, I'm going to be looking for ways to be in communion with people in our church um, to share life with God that I don't always look for. Um, I'm going to go to that event that somebody announces that I don't really know them, but I'm going to give it a shot as a way to live life with God. I'm going to host an event like soccer that Rob did last Sunday um, And I'm going to invite people to come and be a part of it. Um, I'm going to call Misty and say, Misty, I'm going to sign up for setup. Right? (laughs) This sermon is not about getting new volunteers, though we could use them. Um, But maybe a real mundane way to do Lent is to say, I'm going to to participate in communion that way. Um, I'm going to call Sonia and say, count me in for providing for one of the breakfasts at the end of the month. Um, or I'm just going to show up to that breakfast, even though I've never done that before and I'm not quite sure what it's about. <laughs> um, welcome life with God this Lenten season. Find something to read or pray. Um, maybe that's an option. Um Come to a Good Friday service. Participate in in communion. Um, Maybe you have others. Maybe maybe you're going to share extravagantly, I think Misty has written and said, um, this Lenten, finding a way to do that. But here's what I I most hope for. Is that we, as we go through this season where we're going to be invited to consider the darkness, to acknowledge it and confess it, outside of our lives, certainly that creeps into our bones, that we do that in great, um, just encouraged, um, that we do that with a deep sense that the darkness can't overcome the light. We don't do this in a nihilistic way. We do this with an honest hope that the darkness is real and that the light has come to do away with it. And we, we sit in that. We sit in life with God in the places that we're at. Uh, we're going to do a, a short um, liturgy each week. Um, and so I'm going to start that today. Um, if those who are leading us in music um, could come, that would, be, um, that would be great. And what we're going to do is, we're gonna, it's, it's very short, it's just two slides. We're going to pray this together. And then we're going to enter in and sing. And while we sing, you can sing, you can pray. Like Deborah mentioned, you can make your way over to the candles and, and light a candle as a prayer. Um, we're going to have someone in the back anointing, I believe, during this time. Is that right, Misty? Sure, I'll be in the back anointing and I'd be happy to pray for you. Or you can just sing and worship. And we're going to do that as we await the children coming in. And we're going to do that as a way to um, worship God during this season of Lent. Okay? Um, Lent is a time of reconciliation and renewal. It's a time when we practice repenting ...from our sins and returning to God. Revealed in Jesus. Who through the Spirit is always reaching out to us. Because all the fullness of God was pleased to live in Christ Jesus... ...and God reconciled all things to himself through Christ... ...whether things on earth or in the heavens... ...God brought peace through Christ's cross. Let us pray. Lord Jesus... Son of God, have mercy on us. We are sinners. We sin in ways that we know and in ways that we do not know. We are sinners in ways we are ready to admit. And God search us and know us in ways we are not able or ready to admit. In baptism we go down into the water who we were and who we hoped to be. We come up from the water, your disciple. We no longer deny death. We no longer fear death. Let's sing together. Let's respond. Um, let's enter life with God, with one another.